You are listening to the Amodamar podcast. In this series, Amoda explores her essential teaching through conversation and excerpts from interviews and events. To find out more about events and to sign up for her newsletter, go to www.amodamar.com. Please subscribe, comment and share if this podcast moves you. And if you feel called to donate, please go to the website. Thanks for listening and we hope you enjoy. Greetings everyone and welcome back to another conversation with Amoda Ma. <clears throat> Good afternoon Amoda. Good afternoon Kavi. So today we're going to have a conversation about knowledge and knowing this the title of this podcast is tentatively called freedom beyond knowledge so hopefully what we're going to try and shed some light on in a way is the is the 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 difference between uh knowledge and direct knowing is there a difference? What is that difference? How does that difference manifest? Etc. etc. I think you'll understand when we dive into this juicy subject and try and untangle it at least a little bit. I'm going to start Amoda with uh with a quote, <clears throat> excuse me, that we found from Krishnamurti. Um that kind of describes a little bit of what we're gonna untangle. So Krishnamurti said, words can only take you so far. What lies beyond cannot be put into words. So I know that, um, you know, in this teaching, there's always this talk of what does living from the unknown mean? You speak about this a lot. And that comes up and that's going to come up in this conversation. So what place does knowledge have and what does it mean to go beyond, if to use that word? Obviously, we're in the territory, we've now dived into the territory of words, <laughs> words, <laughs> knowledge, the unknown. And so everything in this conversation is going to be kind of loaded <laughs> in a way with these kind of references. But let's just, let, I think, let's just dive into it. Um, and see if you've got enough there to to begin the conversation. What was your question, Kavi? Please. Well, the question it. was: is 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 spiritual knowledge, for instance, I'll throw another one: is spiritual knowledge helpful on the spiritual path towards self-realization? What place does knowledge have, and what does it mean to go beyond knowledge? Mm. Spiritual knowledge, in other words, um, ideologies, philosophies, um, scriptures, spiritual texts, both classic texts and modern day texts, of course, are very valuable and may set us off on our journey. Um, 
and inspire us and uh, ignite the yearning for a deeper truth or a deeper knowing. So yes, all all is valuable. Everything everything in our lives is valuable. Yeah, wherever we find ourselves, some people find find themselves on a spiritual path, maybe Buddhism or Advaita or some tantric approach, um, or even mindfulness. It could be yeah, many many paths or Zen, and all of this, of course, is valuable. What perhaps we can cut to the main point, yeah, which is that knowledge and true knowing, the knowing of truth or self-knowing are fundamentally two different paradigms. Yeah. So even the word self-realization or self-knowing or knowing thy true self, knowing true nature, implies that knowledge is involved, that if we get it intellectually, if we understand it intellectually, conceptually, or follow a particular uh, ideology that we'll, we'll get there. So we need to highlight the difference between knowledge and knowing. Yeah. At some point, knowledge doesn't take us there. What happens with knowledge is that the self, the persona, the personality, the personhood believes that that knowledge, that understanding, that, yeah information, that ideology that usually has various concepts, yeah, that mean something. Uh, yeah, the, the personhood believes, creates a belief that the more they understand it, they more the more they have a map of it, they more that the more they progress on the path to this step and this step and this this knowledge and yeah, that they're gonna get there. Yeah, to the to the holy grail of true self-realization, liberation, and that becomes an impediment. Yeah, uh, Freedom can be known even if you've never read a book. <laughs> freedom is known in a whole different way, of course. And, of course, it can be a support and, again, is very valuable. A- is that a, isn't that a, sorry, to jump in, is that a, like a trick of the mind? Is that... A, is that is is that a you know what is that the idea or that comes from the, the 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 self that the more I accrue or if I get that bit of information because this is this is what we're talking about the intellect in a sense the mind intellect that says to us as consciousness be like if I get this extra bit of information that's gonna that's it that's gonna is, 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 well, is it's a, a trick it's a, of the mind. Well, I don't know if it's a trick of the mind. I don't think there's any anyone here trying to pull the wool over our eyes. But it, but it is, uh, if you like, a, a reflection or a manifestation of a particular, um, a specific state or, or, or paradigm, which is the one that we live in. Most of humanity lives in. 
in what we call the dream state, identification with the personhood, identification with mind yeah, and thoughts, uh, identification with belief systems, ideologies, uh, which are usually inherited, yeah, religious, social, cultural. Um, it, it's an identity, yeah, we could call it identity with the ego self. And when that is the paradigm through which we live and operate, you can't see beyond it. And yet you're seeking, as a spiritual seeker, you're seeking that which is beyond. <laughs> so it's a kind of trick, if you like. It's a kind of yeah. a bit of a mirage, so we call yeah, it. Mirage, yeah. Yes. yeah. So and, and the, the the ego self, yeah, the ego identity, which is the personhood is always accumulating something in order to add to itself, to feel better about itself. So whether that's knowledge, whether that's uh, good feelings, whether that's possessions, whether that's anything that makes it feel um, uh, elevated in some way or more complete or more fulfilled. Now, there's nothing wrong with any of those things in themselves, yeah, whether it's knowledge, information, uh, acquisitions, possessions, um, uh, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Friendships. So those in themselves are innocent. <laughs> we can enjoy all of that. It's the identification. Yeah. And the unconscious accumulation of that, which means I'm becoming a better person. I'm becoming a happier person. I'm becoming a more spiritual person. And that's what's the impediment. That's what the, um, if you like goldfish bowl is it's yeah it's a goldfish bowl and we can't see beyond it and yet we're seeking that which is beyond it we're seeking the the, the ocean yeah. yeah this the irony in in philosophy and spiritual philosophy isn't it really it's it's the very thing that it seems to be being sought is that which is beyond belief but the more knowledge that kind of comes in seems to have a tendency to consolidate the very beliefs mm. that we're trying to get beyond. Mm. That's right. That's right. So, yes. <laughs> and so, and so if we take that as being, you know, possible truth, if you like, you know, what does it mean? How, how, how does philosophy or what's written on the page or the knowledge, as we're calling it, how does it move, if you like, from being a, a, a read experience to becoming a lived experience. Mm. What's the, what's, what's that? Mm. Um, I think to speak to that question, um, all I can say really is that there are, written words yeah that are free as much as possible because no word is totally free <laughs> and no word is the truth but there are written written material shall we say and spoken material that points to the true knowing which we'll explore what that is. Yes, of course. Um, without 
uh, being uh, entrapped, yeah, without the words or the the written material being uh, entrapped or enmeshed or uh, drawn from ideology. In other words, not having a a cultural ideology, a religious ideology um, that has been passed down over eons, yeah, perhaps, and in that passing down becomes ossified, yeah. I'll use the examples and 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 we we take this with a pinch of salt in some way because all teachings point to the same truth. But when we get very caught up in let's say Buddhist teachings or even Advaitic teachings, um, uh, any any teachings that have a body of knowledge that has been passed down and passed down and passed down and repeated and also uses a very um, specific language, if you like, and also has a a map, (laughs) a kind of map of the spiritual path. That's, uh, while it points to to the true knowing, because of the goldfish bowl syndrome, (laughs) it can become uh, a veil of perception. So to highlight the difference, uh, there are writings, written written texts, texts that are written not from that, that are direct, yeah, uh, written by those who have discovered that freedom for themselves without any reference to any ideology or belief system or cultural or religious or philosophical um sort of foundation yeah and those words are or that written material or spoken material is then more able to point to the true knowing yeah because it's free from that conceptual inherited language So in that sense, words are useful. Yeah. So the, there's the, uh, the the metaphor, if you like, of the map. <clears throat> Is the what you know essentially what you're saying? Is that the you know the B- Buddhist teachings, for instance, or or even the fresh fragrant words of the direct path, if you like, that you're talking about, still only point. They offer a fragrance or they point directly to a, a process or a process that one one must follow this map. And then, because actually it's only, I'm only really interested in the conversation of, and then, in what what. What happens, not for the one who's written the words or the map writers, but really essentially for the one who's followed the words, you know, because the words are good. Words are powerful. We haven't, we've, we've developed an, an extraordinary articulation of the inner world through the words that we, that we use and have developed over thousands of years. And then what? Once you get, if the words take you somewhere, let's say, and I know this, I remember all of this for myself in my spiritual 
you know, early days of confusion, then what? They only take you so far. Then, then for the seeker, then what? Well, 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 <laughs> well then for the true seeker, there must be a, 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 a sort of, a, you could call it a turning within, where the true longing to know freedom or true nature is paramount. It's of more value than all the spiritual knowledge and understanding on that level or following any particular map or path. Yeah, the the true longing to know true nature for oneself, unadulterated, Mm, must become paramount. It, It comes forward. When all the spiritual knowledge that has been gained and all the practices and all the understandings and and it has to be like this and you know we see this so many times no that's not enlightenment that is and then there's mm. this whole description of it or, or samadhi is not it it's it's the other it's something else and and this becomes so conceptual and it's only from knowledge because the one who says that doesn't actually know it's what's been read it's what's been absorbed and they think they know but it's not truly known for themselves to know true freedom doesn't come from that kind of knowledge. So when that becomes more important, when all the accumulation of that knowledge, all that understanding, all that conceptualization, however high, however even beautiful it is, doesn't serve true freedom, doesn't serve the end of inner division, doesn't end suffering in oneself. When that's seen, then a a different question arises, which can be supported through dialogue, through inquiry, through even written material and spoken material, of course. But there's a different kind of listening that happens. Yeah. And it's, it's then a direct, a direct discovery. Yeah. Yeah. Which can, which, which is a whole, you know, unfolding in itself yeah but it has to arise from within when we see that the accumulation that we carry with us the spiritual baggage if you like that we carry with us the spiritual shopping bag yeah oh yes we're back to that (laughs) (laughs) that we carry with us has actually come to naught it may have brought us a long way yes but at some point it's come to naught because still there is not true freedom. Still there is not true self-knowledge, which gives rise to freedom. Yeah. And that has to be a genuine inquiry in oneself or a genuine turning point. And then we can start to ask a different question, which uh, comes in many forms, but we ask of ourselves, what is more true than belief? What is more true than understanding what is more true, what is my direct experience now? Mm. Yeah, that opens up the door to a personal truth mm. <laughs> that we may have not been in touch with. Yeah, and it brings us deeper and deeper into 
an impersonal truth, <laughs> which is the truth of my my essential nature. It, 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 sorry, yeah. Is do you think in that way then? Um, because you know what we what we've already are, are approaching is the conversation about living from the unknown and being able to embrace the unknown but actually go to that place you know because it's like as you in in fact you it reminds me of the actually of that phrase if you see buddha on the side of the road kill him because that's what that, that's referring to in some ways it's like I, I need to go on the journey alone now. I, I don't know if that means alone. No, I know. I, it means I don't it to me. think. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, 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 well, yes, it does. And, and no, it doesn't. I don't think it means, well, that's it. I'm never reading a book again, or I'm never receiving any spiritual pointers again. Or mm. maybe it does, it does mean that. And sometimes we have to go on that journey, but it, it doesn't necessarily mean that because then we throw mm. the baby out with the bathwater. Mm, yeah, no. Of course. Living from the unknown means that we listen from silence. Mm. That's all it means, really. But yeah. And yet yeah. that changes everything. Yeah. What I was going, what I was actually, you know, using that to, to say is that as soon as you ask, start asking the different question, stuff comes up from the inside. Yeah. And, and generally in my experience now, a lot of, a lot of people on the path are actually without realizing it, trying to use the knowledge secretly, covertly to avoid the pain of, of the past. And so it becomes a convenient, that's where the knowledge becomes convenient because you read truth and it resonates. Yeah, You read wisdom, it resonates. And there's a lot of wisdom out there in the historically and in the cult, you know, present, present culture. So you read it and it resonates and it's like, wow, I get it. I've got it. And it becomes a, an, an, an addiction in a way. Honestly, it becomes an addiction the, to, to, that you know the to to the to the resonating with the truth that's been heard or read or and the spiritual teachers are the same thing quite honestly you go from teacher to teacher hearing the truth and it's great it's fantastic but it doesn't actually get to the 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 underneath place that you're talking about because you can't actually live from the silence that you're talking about unless you go through something something has to be got gone through and that's that's where the juicy stuff is. That's not about throwing anything away or taking anything with you, but it is being willing to to, to go inside and face oneself, if yes. you like. And that's yes, part of, of that. the inner knowing, yeah? Yes, yes, that's right. Because there are layers, yeah? We can't bypass and jump yeah. straight to the knowing of the absolute. Yes, it can be glimpsed, but still... There will be layers of, uh, if you like, preconditioned um, mechanisms that create internal suffering, yeah, that have played themselves out throughout this whole lifetime and who knows how long in the collective as well. And unless those are seen and met, which is the opposite of bypassing because it brings up, yeah, 
our habitual strategies for avoidance, for resistance, for suppression or for grasping, unless we see that and meet that, which is on, on, if you like, on the level of the personal, the personal truth, what am I giving my allegiance to in this moment, in this relationship, in this interaction, in this belief, in this reaction? Yeah. And then we go on that journey and then we can discover what is more true than our attempt to avoid pain or uh, to bypass or whatever it is. And, and yes, so so the the problem with getting it on the level of absolute truth is that yes, it can become a, a sort of band aid, a cover up. Ah, I got it. I understand it because, like you say, we do on the deepest. That's why we resonate with mm. truth, with wisdom, with spiritual truth. Yeah, and then that becomes a cover up, and still the avoidance go on, goes on, and then we can either deny that there's suffering here because we've got it, and then we create an enlightened or awakened persona, <laughs> which eventually probably comes undone in some ways, gets challenged, or we're confused. Why is there still? If I'm if I'm honest, there's still suffering here. Mm. Yeah, I'm still seeking something, and yet I know this truth. So there is a, 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 a sort of coming together of that, the personal and the impersonal. But that's exactly what we're speaking of, and and it's at this point that we cannot enter that doorway. <laughs> yeah, when it opens, we cannot enter it with knowledge. We enter it from not knowing. Yeah. But the honest, raw experience of what is. Yeah. And then, you know, a whole bunch of inquiry happens there, which takes us deeper, perhaps, and so on. Yeah, this is why, you know, without wishing to blow my own trumpet, I've, I, I, I love poetry, because poetry has a has a you know, like I steeped in the poetry of Rumi, which contains both the fragrance of the of, of of the flowers in the garden, but also points to the essential nature of the garden itself. So it was very mystical. That's why I do like the mystics in in that sense, the mystical poets, because they sort of convey something without appealing to that part of the mind, which is very Western. With not not exclusively. You know, but but kind of gets hold of knowledge and then starts rigorously kind of going on the on that on that path of intellectual knowledge. Whereas the beauty of poetry is it sort of touches something, yeah, and it can't quite say what it touches, you know, and so it sort of gets inside the mainframe because that's ultimately what the, what the aim is, isn't it? To get inside the kind of mainframe to use matrix like language. <laughs> So something starts to stir, something it's, starts to yeah. stir because it does, it, it is a journey. It's a very different journey. When we meet a lot of people, I've met a lot of people who have got lots of spiritual knowledge. There's no doubt about it, you know, and they're, they're knowing on that level is, 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 is greater than mine. I don't know, you know, but then. There it is. There's the point yeah. that you're making. Absolutely. And, 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 you know, I've been met with uh, sometimes 
reactions, usually not in the personal realm, but <laughs> in the, <laughs> let's call it the social media realm, where uh, those that do have knowledge uh, have said, oh, she doesn't know, and then thrown a whole load of spiritual concepts, yeah, uh, drawn from a particular path and then comparing it to what I've said. But the but the proof of the pudding, if you like, is that they're not free. Mm. Yeah, they might have vast knowledge, but they're not free. And 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 I speak from the honesty and humility of uh of true freedom. And so that's spoken from the unknown in the sense that I'm not grasping for any esoteric, metaphysical, or, you know, uh, you know, path orientated, knowledge based ideologies. I, I don't come from that. So it's, it's the language, the words are from, uh, direct experience describing or pointing in 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 at least the most accurate way that that comes to to that to that knowing of freedom to that realization or state if you like it's not a state but paradigm <laughs> it's a new paradigm mm. new way of being and i i remember when i first started speaking in public um having done a little bit of speaking prior to that in, in various different mo modalities and always having prepared my notes and, uh, you know, and so on, or at least in my head, having prepared my notes and had a list of bullet points and so on. And um, I had to throw all that away. Yeah. Uh, I, I waited. I, I, I just waited. I waited in the not knowing for years so that that didn't uh, creep in again, because it's a tendency to feel safe, yeah, to give some kind of platform. And I remember the time came very specifically where this little voice, it wasn't even a voice, it was just a feeling, a sense from the inside said, just go, sit in silence and wait and speak from that. I'm like, what, what am I going to speak about? <laughs> what am I speaking about? <laughs> now, obviously, I wasn't speaking about how to repair your car or something. Or <laughs> so obviously, I'm speaking about the nature of freedom. Um, but but th there was there was nothing here, and that was so raw and so naked, and um, just became the way the way it is. And it really felt like the words just. <gasps> popped out and it was like falling yeah, into the unknown or falling from the unknown. And of course that has now become so normal and comfortable and, um, and so on. So that there is a kind of ease and flow with that. But I remember that very much in the early days. Wow. And if ever I tried to Cling to anything. Yeah, sometimes, you know, I'll be like, okay, so I want to talk about this and I'm going to go in this direction. It just didn't feel right. See, this, this relates actually to the last podcast that we did a little bit with David Elsie because we were bordering and touching on, on, on this very thing because I also have my own experience as a, as a musician with actually the very, very same thing 
just in a musical context because it's the same when you just can see you learn a load of guitars you learn a load of guitar riffs you learn where the notes are you get habitual about what's doing and then suddenly i come to a mode of mars experience and the demand is drop that drop it without pretending that you've dropped it without any pseudoness but deeply within oneself to have that sincerity to actually be able to be naked be mm. naked what arises here and it was you know for me it was a, it was a path of fire it really was for a while because i had to keep on allowing myself to 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 just go where it was pulled but but you know never mind about that i remember the 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 process for you mm. not process but i remember you doing that because i was there when you used to prepare stuff in the you know back in the old days and for you to do this you know to to actually knowing the history of you was extraordinary like wow that's guts there's mm. <laughs> a sort think, of you know, bra- bravery of not oh. not the self the bravery of putting the self down it's extraordinary yeah. right sure uh, and of course if you're if you're teaching or speaking about something yes, something yes, yes, of course, <laughs> yeah a yeah. modality uh, yeah a method uh, a, a practice and it can be spiritual or not spiritual it can be about something else or altogether fi- fixing the car yeah yeah it could be something mechanical or pragmatic or building your business or whatever it might be um uh then of course you can prepare in that way but even then at some yeah. point you have to let go of it yeah and a true a truly powerful, if you like, or uh, speaker in any realm will actually, obviously they have a, there's something that it flows into. Yeah. Some, some like music, you've learned a skill. Yeah. Uh, and so on. It'll flow through that. And if you don't have that skill, it's not going to flow at all. <laughs> um, but there's also a complete dropping of it and a spontaneity and a, uh, not having anything to really rest on. So it applies to all fields. And in this case, even more, because it was really, uh, there was no, no methodology here at all to, to fall yeah. back into. So that's called speaking from silence. And then you can point to, to that silence. Well, yeah, so it would be, it's the, the authentic kind of way is to, speak from the unknown and from silence pointing to the unknown to silence but it still has to come up if you like through the form through the articulation actually through the self very self yeah through all of the perceptive layers pointing back down to that which can't be described and the utter silence of things so it's quite a, a, a fancy kind of game, if you like, and it's treacherous in, in a sense because it's one thing for the teacher or the communicator to, to know, to be honest, to be true to where that is. But then it comes up and is received and perceived through the filters of the many layers of the other, and that gets yes, tricky. Yes, for sure. So, sure, yes. So just let, let, let just talk about this talk about silence <laughs> <laughs> well silence i mean that can be a literal silence <laughs> yeah we can just be together uh, and 
Yeah, very often that's part of a group, a spiritual group or interaction or a one-to-one where we can just be together. And often for somebody who's not used to that silence, a discomfort will come up and we just rest with that. Yeah, we just rest with the silence, even though discomfort may come up. So there's that kind of silence. And then we are also individuated, localized entities, human beings, yeah, mind, body, vehicles. And we do have the faculty of language to communicate and connect and describe and create and so on. And so when, when we dialogue through direct inquiry, through question answer, um, then, then we can either speak <laughs> from knowledge, <laughs> from I know, and I'm going to impose that belief system on you, or we can speak from inner silence, which, yes, it has a knowing in it, yeah, the deeper knowing, but Essentially, and, and this is also just in relationship, we can, yeah, it doesn't have to be spiritual teacher and student, but also in any relationship or interaction. When we communicate with another or meet another from inner silence, we are not coming with the baggage at the forefront of my beliefs, my opinions, my narratives, my stories, my shoulds and shouldn'ts, and that inner battle, yeah, because it's a battle of of duality, polarity, right, wrongness, righteousness. I'm not coming with self-righteousness to convince you, to seduce you, to barter with you, to beg with you, to overpower you, to please you, it's naked. Whether that's in an intimate relationship, whether that's in with a passing stranger, or whether that's in a student-teacher uh, relationship, yeah, whatever we want to call it, mm. that's silence. <laughs> of course. Yeah, we, we speak, we communicate, we share, we point, we describe. We're really meeting each other in beingness and words arise out of that beingness. They're not filtered through opinion. Mm. Yeah. Now, of course, if it's a, a let's put it, a student-teacher relationship, then the teacher has, if you like, the authority to point yeah, if there is a blind spot or an untruth, to point and reflect from that deepest knowing. But that's not the same as opinion or self-righteousness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we can sense that in the vibrational field. It makes a yeah, big think, difference. Yeah, I think people can sense that in the vibrational field. It's easy to to hoodwink as well, but it but it can be sensed, you know, because... Uh, the idea of the spiritual teacher that they sort of slow down and develop a, a kind of hypnoticness about themselves, you know, and that can be convincing as well because everybody's seeking reassurance in some kind of way. And so 
you know there's there's a requirement of discernment if you like on the on the on the path of the student or the the seeker so yes but then mm-hmm. the, you, you know once you you do know there is a knowing that's why mm-hmm. people are drawn to the you know what i've noticed is 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 in your case that the when you're as over the years you've got kind of quieter and quieter and i don't mean your voice has got quieter but the stillness and the silence from which you teach if you like has come more and more and more to the to the to the to the foreground if you like the fragrance of it has risen more and more and that does something that changes by osmosis it's mm. almost it's almost like it's a, it's it relaxes something in 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 people. I think I'm mean, just referring to your you mm-hmm. actually. You know, I don't know about other teachers, but with you, there's a there's a relaxation that happens for people because it's very mindy. You know, we're in a very mindy world, obviously, aren't we? So mm. yes, and I think that's what I'm referring to. We 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 meet. From beingness, from inner silence, and then it's not just a to and fro of sharing information, or you know, my information's better and my way's better, and you should do this, and 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 so on. We're not feeding the mind. We're not yes. feeding the acquisitive self. And of course, sometimes people ask from that acquisitive self, and yeah. it's difficult to reach into the deeper layers. And so then there is a kind of patience yeah perhaps we yes you are very patient i know i notice i I allow that you can't just say well you you're wrong you're you're speaking from your acquisitive self (laughs) you you just can't that's not that's not valuable so you allow an unconditionality until something starts to relax you you, you tend you tend to allow that to unravel if you like of its of its own accord would you would, would you say i think it does yes if 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 the other is truly available and the, and and that and they're they're ripe there's a ripeness happening then all their acquisitive questions will come to naught and then they'll start listening from a different place or they'll go away and never come back again and they'll go seeking somewhere else. That's not my business. <laughs> yeah. So it's, there's a ripeness that takes place, but the only way to be with that is to, to just allow, mm. you know, at least, you know, to a certain level. And then perhaps there's a, another level of trust and you can reflect back a little more, you know, a little more clearly. Oh, yeah. But I think that unconditionality does, does serve something. And I would say the same in intimate relationship. Yeah. So we don't battle in opinion. Yeah. Uh, we just be with each other and what you think and what you feel is is your business and everything's allowed and everything will un- unfold beautifully and, and the same vice versa. And that's I how- don't know. I I don't know how you put up with my shenanigans for so many years. This is the same kind of approach. Really, I guess that the it's exactly you know, the same. I eventually I mean, I unraveled, didn't I? Eventually, did, yes. it's true. It's true. Yes, I mean, I, let's just, on a personal level, I never found you particularly opinionated by any means. Um, so I don't think we had to to no. to to battle or wait for that. But you know, 
subtle, subtle realms. We just listen to each other. We just be with each other and let each other be. And uh, something is, something is that as, a, as, a, as an oblique question, is that particular, do you, not that you would know necessarily, is that particular to, to you? Have you just stumbled on that? That kind of, it's not a method, but is that way of being with uh, seekers or, pe- or or students and stuff? Because that's not necessarily always the way. Yeah, you get your wrathful teacher who, you know, who, who, who doesn't operate necessarily like that, or is this part of the new, the new way or, or, or. I, I, I can't really speak on behalf of other teachers. I think, I think there are others who are in this way, if you like. Um, but also not. So I, I, I don't know. For me, this is, this is both natural and also what uh, arises out of uh, uh, the end of, out of silence, out of the end of inner division, out of the end of knowledge, out of the end of opinion, out of the end of narrative. Um, uh, it's just natural. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've never been a particularly... In fact, I've never been an opinionated person. I've never had strong opinions or or forceful ideas or tried to convince anyone of anything. Um, that's just not my way. Um, but I also did not know true freedom. So my mm. persona would come in, my personhood, my emotionality, my defense structure. Oh, yeah, the reactive. Some, some reactive, the... some defendedness uh, because of feeling self-conscious and so on. And, and now that none of none of that is there. It's, it's pretty empty. <laughs> it's empty. It's space. So I meet people in space yeah not space out there but a space, space spaciousness yeah stillness you know sometimes with uh, a passing stranger let's say or uh, whatever um that space wants to be filled in by them yeah because that's their default and i i don't have much i don't really have anything no, to fill don't. in yeah. and that means that we might not have anything to say to each other well the discomfort's in them if there is discomfort the discomfort's not in me or maybe there is something but you know this is quite extraordinary in some ways to 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 consider you know that you the, you your own devotion is to the 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 truth of the silence beyond any knowledge and beyond any self. I don't mean yourself. I mean all self. Yeah. And so when met with the possibility of picking up the dukes and, and battling it out or anything, you now, uh, this is what I see all the time. You stay in that kind of empty space. It's not particularly spiritual. It's not anything. It's just natural way of being and so all of the other stuff falls to you know or has the capacity potential to fall into that emptiness and thereby to dissolve into the emptiness or to be met with its own resistance if you like yes i mean i i i my my um I mean, I don't do this. On, you know, it's not like I'm consciously doing this. No, I know. That's why silence. I'm interested it's in just talking natural. about it. We never get to talk about it. No, I, 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 my, um, uh, what's it called? My litmus test, if you like, is 
the gym because <laughs> it's the only place that I go, other than a, <laughs> you know, to, to buy provisions, but then I don't need to speak with anyone really. Um, but the gym is the only place that I go yes, that is yes, yes, yes. A, a social context, let's say, yes. yeah? a class. Yes. It's not really a gym, it's a class. Uh, so the, on the few occasions that I do go, I really see the uh, conventional paradigm. I'm faced with it. And that's the litmus test because most people and, and a couple of individuals in particular who you walk in and as soon as you walk in, they're either having that conversation with somebody else or they're trying to have that conversation with me. And it's all opinion-based. And it's about this happened and that happened on a world stage or on the political stage or on that. And it's all opinion. And then the, the interactions are all, well, I, yes, it's like this. And yes, they shouldn't have said that. And, and, and it just doesn't go anywhere in me. So there's absolutely nothing to say. Now, neither am I retracting from it. I'm just there, but I see it played out. It's amazing. Or it's something else, you know, what I did last night and this and this. And, this. and that's fine. That's part of the, you know, the human chit chat. But it actually doesn't go anywhere. It just gets totally absorbed in silence. And even if I think, well, why are they saying that? Why are they so <laughs> vociferous in that? It, there's nothing in me that responds to it. There isn't anything because it just... It seems like a lie. It's a lie created for the self to stand on and feel special or secure or strong or this or that or for or against. It just doesn't go anywhere. So you don't, you don't there's no, you don't meet it with any resistance because it's quite a difficult juxtaposition, <laughs> but you don't meet it with resistance. This is what I've noticed about you. And because you're, you're, you're able uh, to metabolize it, to digest it fully, metabolize it so it go, it flows through. Because mm. the secret knowledge that we don't understand is, is, is part of our purpose is to metabolize the world. Yeah. Yes. And that yes. means that if the closer we get to the silence within, the more capable and peace within and stillness within, the more capable we, we are of, of digesting and metabolizing other stuff, the stuff of the world, the stuff of other people, nothing to do with opinion, way, way beyond that. And then it flows through without getting stuck. That's right. And that transforms the darkness or the conflict of division into the light of beingness. Yeah. And that just happens organically, naturally. So we become the light of the world. Now, somebody else might not see that, know it, and it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. But this is almost like how we serve the world, not through some pious, moral, yes. yeah, philosophical, spiritual standpoint, but it just happens organically. Yeah, And if something uh, relevant or pragmatic needs to be spoken, then it is. It's not like we ignore everybody. Uh, you know, you might say something polite, goodbye, good afternoon. Yes. Have a nice day, whatever it might be. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there is still a human interaction, yes. but it's kind of almost minimal. Yeah. It's not buying into that. 
So that's my litmus test. Isn't I would it? say also <laughs> that the that there's a the, the judgment, you know, because judgment is a huge factor in 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 the human experience. Yeah, that's what we're steeped in: judgment based on knowledge, based on beliefs, based on you know the consolidated self. And so there's there's no judgment. But even if there were a tiny judgment right on the surface, it would be so far up on the surface that it doesn't do anything it doesn't go anywhere there's no activity from it there's no actionable right. yes. action taken because it's not a perfect place it's a very natural place that yeah you're talking about. The, 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 yeah sometimes there can be irritation yeah you know, there's a ripple you know a, a loud voice a loud opinion in in that spaciousness is is could be irritating yeah but it's yeah, like you say it's just a ripple on the surface mm-hmm. there's no activity from that yeah, there's no lingering thought activity or emotion activity or or action activity. So it's a ripple. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's it. That's it. Well Krishnamurti said, words can only take you so far. What lies beyond cannot be put into words. Yes. Yes. to to know true freedom you you go to where to the edge where mind can no longer go mm. and mind means any strategy any strategy of either avoidance or trying yeah which is grasping mind cannot go there yeah you can't carry the past there you can't jump into the future there <laughs> It cannot go. Mind cannot go there. Often, I'll just maybe we just finish on this. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, you know, I I do speak and I have spoken and I point to it in my teaching because it comes up about the void of being, the 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 abyss of being, where true freedom lies. And so often I hear people who experience that, they come up to that seeming edge, um, they want to explore it or they're afraid of it, why is there this fear? And then, then I hear this phrase, if only I had the courage to take that leap. Mm. And I'm like, no, mm. you don't need to take the leap because mm. that's carrying your mind with you. The mind mm. is doing it. Yeah, when I say mind, I mean the self, the self-construct. Mm. Yeah. You're taking yourself with you, trying to do the, the 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 letting go into the abyss. And that's not that's not what happens. That's not the invitation. The invitation is to hang out at that edge where mind or self-construct has no no job, no value. It's the end of that. And that is the deepest surrender. Not the surrender to the abyss, but the surrender of self-construct activity to nothingness, to not knowing. Yeah. Yes. And at that point we stop because nothing else can describe it. <laughs> exactly. Very beautiful. And so in effect, you know, that is the you know, the purpose of knowledge and the purpose of words and the purpose of this podcast and the purpose of everything is to facilitate taking one to that edge and then 
and then. Mm, that's right. And then it's up to the individual, ultimately. In some ways, yeah. We could in say that words, grace, ways, yeah. grace yeah. takes over at that point. Yeah. <laughs> grace and ripeness, availability and willingness yeah. to just hang out there, not knowing, and that's a death to the yes. self-construct. You die into the eternal infinite now. So... No more to say about that because then that starts to become something that somebody wants yes. to do. <laughs> well, yes, because there's the next question is always, how do I do that? How do I do that? Which we're not going to answer that. That's nope. for sure. Right so now. just as a, as a, as a, as a, before we, we actually close this, I would just, just in a, in a, in a moment of encouragement actually for, for people. When I was 17, I was 16, 17, I was introduced to the, given a copy of the Dhammapada, the Buddhist wonderful book. And I was given that by somebody who thought I needed to read it. She was an elder and I read it and I didn't understand one word, nothing. Years and years and years later, I ended up at, uh, I think it was John de Reuter, actually, of all people, speaking in, a, in London somewhere. And I went along and I was, you know, I was not on the path because there was no path for me then. But I went along to John de Reuter and I didn't understand a word that he was talking about. He had a very interesting he didn't have fragrance. many words did he? <laughs> he looked he looked savagely at me at one point but then i realized i was just perceiving the savageness of something what is it? who is this and uh and so it went on to 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 many kind of uh you know a few satsangs and stuff i wasn't a big satsang person and i never ever really under underst understood because i didn't i didn't even know what i was supposed to be understanding or anything and then all these years later all of that was beautiful all of that was welcome all of that was beautiful mm -hmm. because it did it did everything that goes in as long as it doesn't just stay somewhere yeah it allows the drip 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 into the ocean yeah because i was a sincere and the one thing about me is sincerity. Yeah. And it's half of it was just allowing all of that to go in. I didn't know what it meant. I didn't care that I didn't know what it meant. That was the, that was the thing. So slowly, slowly, slowly it dug up the garden and deweeded it. So mm -hmm. yeah, I always say take right. heart, but just allow it to go beyond knowledge. Allow it. Mm, beautiful. Okay. okay. Amodama, I think we're finished. Yes, we are for today. <laughs> for today. We will be back. And Lovely. Uh, thank you so much for your for your wisdom and time. And uh thank you very much, everybody, for listening. And um we hope to see you again quite soon. Um be well out there, take care, and uh, over and out from the Amodama podcast. Mm -hmm.